Previously on Mythic Mishaps. As, as you're heading out, you uh, pass a small, like, holding pen. Well, Feyen sees a, uh, a young dwarf woman who uh, has auburn hair that's, like, braided down one side. Well, Feyen? Is that, is that you? Did we ever get her name? I can't remember if you said it or not. <laughs> it's Gwen. She would. She considers you her mentor for sure. Uh, so now we're heading down to the lab. Uh, this is a bit different from the rest of everything you've seen, but it's definitely cutting edge innovation. I mean, this is where we get all our fun gadgets and really where the uh, innovations in most of the magic that you actually see out in the world come comes from. And talk who is a small halfling with a sharp face and vibrant red wavy mop of hair. They're wearing glasses with various filters and magnifiers clipped onto the sides. Oh, you guys must be the new recruits. She kind of goes over to uh, a locked cabinet and uh, unlocks it and pulls out a very large leather-bound book that looks ancient. Basically what you're going to do is you you will put your hand on the cover and the book chooses an item for you. Ren does the same thing and goes up and puts his hand on the uh, thingamabob. This like slows down and you kind of see it like go past the, the anchor token and it lands on the next page and it lands on the feather token of tree. I can make a big tree. Okay, you guys, you nerds ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Born for this <laughs> moment. Were you? Okay. Probably. I don't know. Do you know <laughs> the purpose of your life, Nadia? No. <laughs> That's why I have no money. Okay. So you guys all finally have a break from the chaos. It's been a pretty chaotic 24 hours for all of you. And Margot, as soon as you get back from your mission, basically says, why don't you, why don't you guys just go home, take a break. I know you guys have been through a lot. This has been a lot of information and just take some time to process everything. Um, I, I'll contact you when I need you guys back in. I mean, of course, of course you're welcome to stay and hang around. And if you have any questions, feel, feel free to ask me, but like, really guys, you can, you don't, you don't have to stay around here. It's okay. So, you know, you, you all kind of go go your separate ways and do your own things. And the, the first person we're going to follow up with is Aurora. Oh, shoot. So Aurora <laughs> decides to return to her hometown of Fall Holt. Um, I'm going to assume that you use your test to get back. Or do yes. you have another? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question is, like, where, where do you test to? Right, like, outside of her shop. Like we're in the around back, like an empty wall around back. Okay. Yeah. Um. So as you step out of your tests, um, what paint me a picture? What is the village of Fallholt like? It's a uh, 
kind of a homey type of uh, village. Uh, dirt road streets. You have like you know all of those wooden houses that are kind of like shops, like on the bottom. Is it kind of like um, like like uh, I'm picturing like an out west kind of kind of feel like big open plains, not a lot of trees. Yeah, yeah. There's like you see cattle. It's very green because we're by the mountains slash forest. So it's like you get those nice breeze. It smells clean. <laughs> very. I mean, there's vegetables. I mean, it just it's like a farmer's market with a lot of stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So. Um, What's the first thing you do? Take out my key and go right back into my house. So the back. So your house and shop are like one and the same. Yep. What the is shop's what, on the bottom okay. and then the house? What does like it look like? From the back? No, no, no. Inside. <laughs> What's the inside look like? <laughs> All right. So let's see. Aurora goes through the back, which has when you first go in, either go straight, which will get you to like the shop. But then when you go up the stairs is where her living room or like living quarters is. So it just opens up to right to the living room, which is kind of spacious, spacious, or yeah. Obviously it looks like a family type of a household big, you know, four more kids. That didn't obviously happen. So homey, homey type of uh, house organized coffee table you know couches okay. love seats what's the kitchen, what's the shop so look like medium sizes just one floor uh just like shelves everywhere stocked with magical stuff and all kinds of stuff and then uh she has like a sliding door where she can open so it's like a little concessions not like you know how those like a half like, door yeah yeah, so she brings in like more light, and she can like hang a- hang up things because it has a little awning. Do you call them? So she can hang something like, "Look at this magical dream weaver!" Ooh, that kind of stuff. And obviously, like the light goes in, shines on stuff, and it's like magic in there. Okay, yeah. so as she <laughs> walks into the front part of her shop to kind of like, you know, open it up, it's it's been. I would say roughly a week since you first left because it took you a while to, mm-hmm. to get to the city. Um, you, you suddenly noticed that that pain that you had just thought was a, a pulled leg muscle suddenly shoots throughout your entire body. And then just as suddenly as it starts, it stops. Um, you look down and you notice that your pants are significantly shorter than before. And as you start moving through your shop, you keep hitting your head on things that are hanging from the ceiling. Oh, dang. I know what this is. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Knowing that this is your wild magic resurfacing and, and starting to alter your appearance, you kind of like wait a few minutes before you do anything else. But nothing else happens. So you go out and you finish opening the rest of of your shop and you walk out the, the front the front door and you're pulling out your awning and like setting things up. And a tall, muscular man with a handsome face looks up from the shop across the street. His eyes twinkle as he breaks into a wide grin and he says, Hold on. I practiced this. <laughs> it's gonna take me a second. Yes. 
Well, look who has returned. I figured that you must have been tracking down something special. You were only supposed to be gone a few days, and it's been a week. Oh, hey there, Katie. Yeah. Funny story. Long story. Complicated story. But I'm back for, you know, for a little while, you know, doing stuff. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm back for a little bit. You know, new job. Can't talk about it, but yeah, it's good <laughs> to see you. New job? You got a job? I can't believe you got a you got a job. I you I mean you run in your shop. What kind of one more job do you need? Oh, it's a it's a side job, you know. Oh, you got you got a, a side. I understand side, you know. side hustle. <laughs> he kind of looks at you and kind of notices that something's a little off. And he, he, you look you look different. Did are you taller? Or puts her hands on her hips, just kind of uh, looks down, be like, looks back up at him, and be like, yeah, uh, the strangest thing. I don't know how it happened, but you know. Huh. And just then, a tingling sensation hits you like a wave. Roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh shit, man! Have her swoon into his arms. <laughs> oh. Thirteen. Do you have a modifier? Oh shit! I didn't bring it up. The answer is yes. I'm pretty sure you do. Oh. You have a, a two, so you rolled a fifteen. So as as this uh, tingling sensation hits you, your vision starts to flicker. It, it shifts between the mid afternoon day and and twilight. You get flashes of vibrant colors, and you hear a soft, distant chattering of unusual voices, as if you're on the far end of a tunnel. And just as suddenly as it starts, it stops. And that's when you catch your reflection in one of the mirrors that you were hanging up at your stall. And you notice that your blonde hair now has black streaks along with the brown in it. And a band of freckles dances across your nose covering your cheeks. And your skin pigment has lightened in spots. It looks like you have vitiligo. And Cade kind of looks at you in shock. And concern is written across his face. What, 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 just, what just happened? Aurora's just kind of probbing her face and just like thinking, Oh, God, now. Oh, Aurora? Aurora are, you, are you okay? What? Oh, uh, Cade, yeah. Uh, I'm fine. You know, like you doing magical items, you know, sometimes, you know, he does funny little he, things. He, he looks at, at you and he goes, I, I've seen this before. Do you, do you have wild magic? Uh, 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 come on inside. The, on the inside. two of you, uh, you kind of scurry and push Cade back into, into your shop. Do you uh, sit down and explain everything to him, or explain like you know the details? Not not all of the details, but obviously, kind of be like, yeah, so wild magic, and slightly into her, in- into the, her past, because you know the, there's whispers, but obviously he's just like, oh, does, does this happen to you too? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so I mean, like, how much? I don't actually no do you guys know any of her past yeah i'm pretty much i don't know how much you shared at the beginning uh it was just it was her village was attacked by demons and killed her parents and yeah so is that kind of just what you what you say yeah 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 it was just the quick 
rundown and obviously kind of doesn't mention about the side job. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I gathered that was not relevant <laughs> to the wild magic conversation. <laughs> yeah. And just, yeah, just explains like, yeah, sometimes it just gets out of line. And hence the, my sudden weird appearance. And I'm in, uh, yeah, and I'm taller. Well, er. <laughs> well, you, you seem to be going through a, a lot. If you ever, if you ever need anything, anything at all, I know you're starting a new side hustle in in the city, but oh, but yeah. if 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 you ever if you ever need need anything, you should take some take some time for yourself. You're going. You're going through a, a lot of changes, and I, I just want you to, to take care of yourself. Oh, yeah, no, don't worry, Kate. I, I can do it. I'm just worried about the shop just a little bit. I don't I, know what I'm going to do. Well, I, oh, oh, I almost, sorry, with, I almost forgot. And he reaches into his uh, satchel, and he pulls out um, a few letters and, and has, like, kind of the important letters separated from, like, the junk mail. <laughs> The fantasy junk mail and uh, fantasy junk mail. That's amazing. <laughs> and uh, hands it to you. Goes. This is. Um, I know you're only supposed to be gone for a few days. So uh, when I noticed your mail piling up, I, I just picked it up for you. You know, if you ever need someone to, to look after this place, um, you know, my pop is uh, mostly runs all the, the shop across across the way, and I could I could always come over and you know, keep an eye on things, or if, if there's any meetings with, with folks. I know a little bit about arcane ob- objects. Obviously, I'm not as impressive as as, as you are. I, I would never claim to have the, the kind of expertise, but... Uh, okay, you're, you're a godsend. And she hugs him. Hey! <laughs> uh, he, he blushes and kind of awkwardly... <clears throat> puts his arms unsure around her, like if this is okay. Um, he goes, you know, you know what? Hold on, I think I, I got an idea. And he pulls out. He reaches back into his satchel and he, he pulls out a uh, a message pad. It's um, it's like a coarse brown paper front that's wrapped in a smooth dark gray ceramic. It's uh, well worn with scratches and nicks in its surface, and it's about the size of a postcard and about as thick as a penny dreadful. I, I know it's not like the newest model or anything, but um, I have I have another one at home. I have the, they're paired, so you can always send me secure messages, and I can always reach you and keep you updated about the shop if you find yourself out of of town. Oh, that sounds mu- that sounds great. That's my sweet of you, Cade. Anyway, you should you should take the rest of the day off. If if anyone comes, you close up the shop. If anybody else comes comes knocking around, I'll I'll make sure to to, to let them know that, I, and I can take down any orders or, or requests. It, you you should you you're going through a lot right now. I, th- I think you should should take the day off. Kate, you are definitely a godsend. Oh my goodness, your pop is so lucky to have you. <laughs> It's late evening, and you would see the last glimmers of light fading from the sky if it wasn't for the blue-hued artificial glow emanating from the magic lanterns on the street. You are in the heart of the industrial district, with utilitarian block buildings and wide streets. 
But if you know where to look, you can still find character in life. When you turn off the main streets and down the alleys, you will find various colored off-market floating orbs, the carts selling quick, cheap fixes and fast-to-go meals for the busy workers of the industrial district. But it's, it's in one of these alleys that we find Wolfan opening an unmarked door and walking into a bar. What does the bar look like? Fuck! What does it feel like? Paint me... Paint me that beautiful picture. I don't know picture. why I didn't think about this at all. <laughs> is it full? Like, is it is it dark? Is it it's like, well lit? Is it cozy? Is it clean? Go for it. Paint me a picture. Honestly, the first thing I think of when I think of this bar is a bar in Tortuga. It's kind of dimly lit, but you can still kind of see everybody. You can see shadows. You know what tables are at. Everything's, it's like a dark wood ceiling, beams. There are people. There's no band, but there's stage set up like someone would actually go there people are playing pool and uh poker in the back and there's always people sitting at the bar and a lot of booze sitting behind the bar um how full is it on this night less than 15 people maybe a dozen or so um a petite older woman is tending the bar her long white hair is pulled back into a loose braid, showing her face etched with some age lines, but still full of life. Her sharp blue eyes flash to the door as Wolfan enters, and she smiles and shoots an inquisitive look before finishing the order of drinks. She moves with speed and grace in a way that makes it look like she's making art, not drinks. What kind of trouble did you get into today? Your protege came here hours ago and has been waiting for you. She gestures to the corner booth where a young dwarvish girl with auburn hair braided down one side sits asleep on the table. (laughs) (laughs) You you recognize her as Gwen. I'm picturing that she's just like, is she just curled up in the middle of the table? Like, she's not slumped over the table. Like, she's on the table. That's exactly what I would do. Um... I would say she slumped over no. on the table. It's great as a picture of that is. Um, yeah. You recognize her as Gwen, the girl you rescued from the guards at the festival earlier that day. <laughs> I'm laughing every time I think of this voice. It's the same day. For her, yeah. <laughs> I should mention we're... That um, everything's not happening in chronological order here. Like, I would say that probably Aurora went straight home and Wolfan has gone straight here. Fuck, now I'm more of like, was it more Fran or was it more Valley Girl? What was I doing? Fuck. Just go for it. She ain't mine. She ain't. She ain't. Well, she, she certainly thinks that she is your, uh, protege or... That you're her her mentor. Because the first thing she did was come here and raise all holy hell. And you know that I don't like you bringing your business to my bar. That's the biggest load of cock I've ever heard out of your mouth. You watch your mouth, young girl. Okay? You listen to me. I'm still your mother and you will not speak to me like that. Now you go over and deal with that poor child that you've been left here for the better part of eight hours. (laughs) I didn't send her here. She's not mine. Fine. 
she uh, starts mixing your, your regular drink and hands it to you, and then you uh, saunter over to the corner table. Gwen is still fast asleep. What's Wolfane's regular drink? Are you fucking serious, Jane? Wolfane's no, regular... I also like to know. Wolfane, yeah, what is Wolfane's regular drink? I don't drink? fucking know. I'm I would say that Wolfane, Wolfane um, does a, a, a shot of um, Dragonfire whiskey. Oh, <laughs> In um, a mixture of coffee and I don't know what would go with that. Ellen, you're the mixologist. Here. You are the mixologist. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Dragonfire whiskey. What would you make with dragonfire whiskey? That's like I a just mix it with cider. Okay. I would say a shot of dragonfire whiskey and uh, some um, red. Oh, what is the. Jake, Jake, Jake. What's the name of of the the farm? Angry the... Orchard. No, 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 no. I was gonna say, are we From... are we a sponsored podcast now? We are not a sponsored podcast, but that'd be awesome. But I'm trying to make a reference to the uh, the Adventure Zone spinoff with. Um, oh my god. What's it called? Oh. And they they have oh. they they go to the, the the farm with the the halflings. I do not remember. Oh. This. I don't remember, but I remember that episode very right, clearly. Right? Oh, damn. Oh, God. It's so good. Anyway, um, with a sort of, of, of the Reds, whatever, reference to the Adventure Zone, go listen to that. It's a much better podcast. Oh. <laughs> Agreed. And uh, so you go, get over to the table, and uh, Gwen is still fast asleep. Uh. She's snoring a little bit. I slam my drink on the table right next to her head. She uh, jolts up and uh, has her her axe kind of at the ready. She kind of like frantically goes to grab it and it's fallen on the floor. And then she looks up and, and recognizes that it's that it's you. And are are you okay? I, I heard about the bombs and I didn't know how to get a hold of you. So I I, I just I came here and I just I decided to wait here. Are, are you okay? I just look at this child in disbelief. Like, this that was her first thought, really. Why did you come here? It's the only place I've ever known that you come to. And you didn't go home? I, I went home, but, but then when I got home, I heard about the news with the bombs, and then I know you were looking for the bombs because I said something about the bombs, and so then I freaked out, like, what if they thought that you were planting the bombs? And so I didn't know what to do, and so I decided that you would come back here eventually. Well, your thought process And then halfway through that sentence, you hear the table, the table next to you get, gets real rowdy, and you hear, ha! Well, good luck in trying to get into there. It's impossible. You look over and you see a bar regular, Gerald. <laughs> Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> Sorry, Gerald. Gerald. You see, like, the norm of this bar? <laughs> Every time he walks in the door, Gerald! <laughs> he is a beefy, middle-aged human man sitting in the booth next to you, talking to his regular drinking partner, a much Fitner, middle-aged man named Jones. Just because I'm not as young as I used to be doesn't mean that I couldn't do it again. <sighs> I didn't believe you did it the first time because you came back with nothing. The way, the way I figure it, no one's ever broken there and gotten away with it. 
I'm gonna, this is my cue to have Nadia lean over because she kind of knows where this is going. <laughs> I know, but I was watching when all three of them looked. Uh, on a side note, Gerald and Jones is my favorite vaudeville act. <laughs> Anna, you really took all the from vaudeville? Go you. No, he was making a joke. I know. I love that they're humans too. That's why I'm like, that is a vaudeville act. Gerald. Gerald, Gerald, Gerald. What are you talking about? What? The greatest thief doesn't know what we're talking about? I've had a day. Spit it out. He's talking about the National Historical Arcana Museum. Everybody knows that nobody's ever broke, except for me, nobody's ever broken in there and gotten away with it. And the only reason I didn't take anything, Gerald, was because it was either taking something or getting caught. And I decided that I would rather be the first person that didn't get caught, so I, I, I left without taking anything. Jones, then you didn't do it. No, I, to- I totally, I totally did it. I just didn't steal anything, but I broke in. I look over My- at Gwen, and that is how you know a liar. I'm not, I'm not, you're, you're definitely lying. Just, Jones, Jones, quit embarrassing yourself. What? So you think you could break in there? Hmm. I bet you couldn't. You know, <sighs> the only thing I've ever seen you steal is useless garbage. And how much do you think I've made off that useless garbage? Don't know you come here to drink free at your mama's bar every night. Wouldn't you? I don't have to. Hmm. That's sad. She dead, ain't she? (laughs) (laughs) He pulls out a dagger and goes, Don't you talk about my mama! (laughs) Weren't we talking about something else? Stealing? Museum? Yeah, you think you can break into the National Historical Arcana Museum? Sure. I'm also super good at coming up with names for things. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> the NAHUM. <laughs> for short. <laughs> yeah, everyone calls it NAHUM for short. <laughs> Could you do it tonight? How much are we betting? I bet you 100 gold pieces that you can't do it. A hundred. Oh, come on. Anything you steal in there, you'd be making hand over fist. Yeah, but I already made a hundred today off of Dad Bonnie. So why don't you up the ante? (laughs) (laughs) I like how vaguely threatening that is, too. (laughs) Fine. Jones and I will make it, too. Wait, no, I'm not agreeing to any of this. Deal. You guys shake on it. Jones is not happy. But I want proof. You gotta take that one, he gestures to Gwen, with you, so that she can vouch for you. She don't gotta go in. She just gotta make sure I come that out you with act, it. that when you don't come out, that she can come back and tell us that your ass got captured. All right. And if I do come back, she gets your ass. <laughs> she gets your ass. She has an ass. <laughs> she gets your dagger. I thought for a second that you said she gets your act. Like, she, she gets to take over their show on vaudeville. Yeah, I got it. That or I thought you meant, like, your ass. And I'm yeah, like, I was like, I was like, like, wait, she has the ass, like, in my head, and, like, I was trying to switch sentences, and it didn't come out of my mouth, right? I can I can throw her the dagger, but you're, you're not, you're not going to get away with it. No one's ever done it. Shut up, Jones. 
he says before Jones can, because he opened his mouth to, uh, again, insist that he, of course, broke in 20 years ago. It's just that he didn't steal anything. So with that, you and Gwen head out of the bar and you're back down the street, uh, heading towards the main street. So as, as you head out of the bar, you pass vendors still manning carts, though the amount of people has decreased. Um, you also pass a magicycle, a cart similar to the one you drove earlier, and a tandem bicycle. <laughs> so how do you want to get to... Because you're, you're in the heart of the industrial district, and this museum is in the capital district. Let's see, a tandem bike or a car that's left on... A magicycle, a cart, <laughs> similar to the one you drove earlier. What's a magicycle? Well, it can't be a motorcycle because there aren't really motors. I'm crying. That's how she fixes the words. <laughs> yup. Ah, I will this take This is a the... high quality podcast of creativity and I magic. will take the magic cycle. You take the magic cycle. Cool. <laughs> um, I need you to roll a sleight of hand check. Am I stealing this? Yeah. Okay, just double checking. <laughs> Just remember what you might be trying to steal later, too, but go for it. Are you saying I should be discreet now? No. Just roll. Wait, am I going to need the car later because I'm stealing a huge-ass object on it because I don't know what I'm taking? I mean, there are ups and downs to all more modes of, of transportation. Like, the tandem bicycle would be Wait. sure easier to steal than any of the other three, but then you're on a fucking tandem bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> there are ups and downs to all of this. Um, I honestly was like, magic cycle, because it'd be cool. It does have a sidecar. Okay. So it's like, how the fuck is Gwen going to be on this game? <laughs> you hold her underneath. <laughs> all right, anyway, anyway, so you're stealing the magic cycle still? Oh, fuck, I hate you, Onyx. You made me think of pros and cons. Yeah, I'll steal a fucking magic cycle. Okay, roll sleight of hand. Push come to shove, I can ditch it later and steal something else. You're following Kajita? Sleight of hand is... The bottom, S-O-H. Okay. So you have a plus five. Ten. Um, the alarm on it starts going off. What's an alarm on a motorcycle, Anna? It's a magic cycle, Nadia. Um, but you can still... Still steal it. It's just drawing a lot of attention. <laughs> so roll a dexterity to see if you get out of there before the owner comes out. Oh, nat that's a nat twenty. Yeah, you you manage to silence the <laughs> alarm and, and get away in uh, plenty of time. The roads are mostly empty through the heart of the capital's district. Government buildings being empty and the museums being closed. Ahead of you is the National Historical Arcana Museum. <laughs> um, for short. <laughs> It's a grand stone building with tall, thick walls and large windows. Even without looking, you know it's crawling with guards and the state and state-of-the-art security systems. You drive past it. What? What? Y you, just, you just passed it? Yep. You keep going, and a few minutes later, you arrive at your real destination. A much less grand, but still impressive stone and brick building with a beautiful landscaping and surrounded by large trees. The sign out front reads, Arcana Histo History College, subtitle, The Capital University. What, what are we doing here? We are here to steal. But I thought we were supposed to break into the, 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 mu the museum. The deal was getting an artifact and coming back. But an artifact from the, the museum? Mm-hmm. How are you 
doing that here. Because, kid, know where your items are. It's in the library. What, the, I, I don't understand. I gesture her to follow me. You're going to have her come in with you. Am I walking up the stairs or am I breaking into the window? I don't know. I don't know either. That's you up didn't... to you. How are you breaking in? And is she following Wait, you? Wait, is it, is it already shut down for the night? Yeah, it's, all, it's like closed and locked and the, there's nobody there. It's a, it's a college and it's night. I walk up the front doors and I go to pick the lock. Okay, and you're taking Gwen with you. She has to stand there and watch. I mean, she's going to the whole way. No, she can just stand by the door. Okay, so she's your door. Okay, so you go to the front door to pick the lock. Roll. I, should I check to see if any of these are actually open? No, it's it's all locked. Oh, I don't know. My college is done. We left shit unlocked. <laughs> well, it's it's locked. Roll a sleight of hand check. Nineteen plus yeah, yeah, five. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you um successfully get in. The musty smell of the old building and stale air greets you as you navigate your way through the building to the library. I want you to um, roll a stealth check. Do I have stealth? Yes, I have seven. I'm like, I'm looking at the bottom and I'm like, what's over there? Yeah, no, I was like... You're rolling against a 16. Oh, fuck, okay. 11 plus 7, so 18. Cool. (laughs) Just barely. (laughs) So you make it through the main entryway and down the main hall, skirting carefully past the guard that is doing their rounds. And you get to the library and the door is, of course, locked. Roll... To pick it? Yep. And I was wrong, actually. It's a dexterity roll for to pick oh. a lock, my bad, but we're going to roll past that first one. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So because I already t- masked it. So it's dexterity. It's five. <laughs> it's a five. Five plus. No, it's five altogether. Oh, it's five altogether. Um, you are unsuccessful. <laughs> are there any windows to get inside? I would sometimes say you can, you could. You could exit and try to enter through a window, or you can try picking the lock again. I'm going to go with picking the lock again. But I would say you hear the footsteps of the guard uh, getting closer down the corridor next to you. With the corridor. Is it, like, just a really long corridor, or is it, like, an ending at either side? Like, corridor, and then there's, like, a T? Or is it, like... Yeah, I mean, like... The reason uh, I'm asking, because do I have to jump out a window right now? I mean, no, 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 I'm saying, like, if you probably don't break it into this, the guard might see you. So, like, roll to break in or get out the window, try to break in through a window. But that's going to also present, present its, its own, own set, set of, of challenges. Yes. You're the one that wanted to do a heist. I... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't going to be that easy, darling. No, it was it's never going to be easy. that easy. Um, wait, are we on the second floor or first floor? You're on the first floor. You're in the library. Oh, Where? So you you just hear from, like, one of the adjacent quarters. You just hear that the, the guard doesn't know you're there. They're just walking towards you, towards the hallway that you're in. How high are these ceilings? They are probably about uh, 12 feet. No, it goes up <laughs> Do about... I have space? <laughs> there, there is a locked um, hopper window above the door. It's locked. Okay, but there is a hopper window up there, because I'm just thinking, I'm, like, pushing them to shove. If somebody's coming, I can hide up there. That's also another... That could be a just... What are you doing? I'm gonna jump up there and hide. <laughs> I would say you would have time to... You could roll, and if you failed, okay, you again. could, okay, you yeah, could yeah, then I'll, jump I wanna... up, but you are gonna be out of options short if you don't pass this roll, so... Yeah, I wanna... So anyway, roll to pick the lock. 
So dexterity again? Dexterity. Six plus six, seven, eight, nine, nine, fuck. Yeah, so you hear that the guard is about to turn the corner. What do you do? I'm literally hiding in the up there. Um, give me an acrobatics check. That would be... You have acrobatics. I have athletics written down. Do you not have acrobatics? Mm-mm. It's not written down. Nope, you, you're not proficient in it, but that's okay. It's still going to be an acrobatics check. Well, you don't just get a modifier. Eighteen. Yep, I'm going to say you successfully, because it is dark, you successfully wedge yourself into the corner above the, uh, ab- like, up in the corner of the 12-foot ceiling next to the, the door for the, what's it called, the library, and the guard keeps walking, kind of glances down that way, but then keeps walking straight and continuing down their path in the hallway, and they are no longer in the hallway. What do you do? I'm just like, this window's locked from the inside, right? Yeah. Okay, then I drop back down. I try to pick this damn lock again. Okay. 16, 17, 18, Yep, 19. you are in. Woo! And with that, you are able to slip the, wa- the lock and, and uh, discreetly enter into the library. Woo. Um, so the library is filled with books, but along the center passageway, there is also a series of glass cases with various artifacts and a sign that says, on loan from the National Historical Arcana Museum. <laughs> Three items immediately catch your eye. A black wooden staff with a large crack, splitting it almost in two. A large mirror with intricate gold frame, with an intricate gold frame. An abs- and an absurdly large jug covered in writing you can't understand and a single old bloody handprint. Roll a perception check. 18 plus two. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you notice as you are kind of glancing at these that there is also a uh, smaller um, oh, item that is missing and in the, amongst the cases and with a little sign that says temporarily removed. The corresponding plaque reads, Fayblade, over 2,000 years old, imbued with magical properties. And then a corresponding book code to a page about the blade. There's also a small picture of the blade, and you recognize it from the strange markings. It's the same blade you picked up off of one of the bombers. Oh my god, it's in my pocket this whole time on a <laughs> asshole. <laughs> All right, then. What do you do? leave. <laughs> wait, no, wait, how big is this place card? Well, I mean, the place card just says uh, Fae Blade, over 2,000 years old, imbued with magical properties, and then a corresponding code to the book um, with more information about the blade. You called it a Fae Blade? Fae, F-E-Y. Oh, yeah, so I guess I leave. I don't know. Do I you need still, to take the place card with me? Do you you still have the... I'm, I'm gonna make you... You're still stealing something else. <laughs> are you taking the wood staff, the mirror, or the fucking jug, woman? <laughs> And are you taking the book to which Hang on, I'm taking a pill, Jesus. <coughs> How this big is this book? Has, yeah. I don't know, you're gonna have to find it. Oh, I have to find I thought it was like sitting there. No, Sorry. no, 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 no. It has like uh, a library how tall is code. The staff? Oh, the staff is probably about mm, seven feet tall. Alright, cool. How big is this jug again? And it is just an absurdly large jug. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Let's go find this book. Okay, um, can you roll a, um, I guess an investigation check? Also, But you're going to have advantage, 
because you know the book coding system of this library. Okay, so it would be... I have a plus two, so then it would also be a plus something else as well? No, no, you roll twice, and you take the higher of the two. Higher the two roll? Or yes, higher the two, higher two No, no, higher... Like, so you're going to roll twice. That was a five, so thank God. And then you roll... Yep. And you're going to take the better of your two rolls. <laughs> not just breaking things. I'm not breaking things. I'm almost breaking things. There is I a pictured difference. everything just flying. Oh, through my eyes. That was 11. Yep. Plus two, that'd be 13. Yep. So you are able to, um, you scan the cover, the the indexes on the books, and you are quickly find the right one, and you slide it out. And the alarm starts going off. Are you effing serious? <laughs> and I'm still going to make you, unless you want to fail, I'm still going to make you have to pick one of those three items. Oh, no! You got this. You but got I'm taking this. the book. That's okay. That's going to be helpful for you later. Good job. It's the arm. The alarm is going to go off anyway. I haven't written it. Just to go. Take it. I haven't written it. Book magic. What was the other thing? A mirror. How big was the mirror? So you have again? a large mirror. It's about four feet tall, um, with an intricate gold frame, an absurdly large jug covered in writing that you can't read, and a single bloody handprint, and a uh, black like wooden staff with a large. Okay, I can. I'm only like with a, five feet. With a black wooden staff with a large crack splitting it in, almost in two. The note cards read: Thunderstaff broken, enchanted mirror, nature unknown, Alphonse's alchemy jug. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, now I know what this is. I don't want that one just because I know what that is, Anna. It's just a reference, actually. It's not actually. Doesn't matter. That reference is not good for me. <laughs> if anyone who doesn't get that, look it up. Oh, how it's four feet, four feet by what? It's just, it's like a four foot, I don't know, two foot wide mirror. Just take the jug. You are an asshole. You should take the jug, brother. Them. They're not too heavy. They're not. They're not too heavy. The jug at most weighs twelve pounds. Oh, the mirror's like, probably a bit she heavier. Said, like, I'm <laughs> large. I thought like I couldn't okay, pick like, it like, up. Okay, like that size. Oh, that's just a pain. Okay. Just yeah, take it's it. just like a really <laughs> awkwardly it. large jug. Do it. Do it. What was the place card? What did it say about the jug? <laughs> Alphonse's alchemy jug. Do you know what it is? Does it say anything else? Like nope. unknown. Maybe it'll help me get my body back. Alphonse being a historically very relevant uh, Oh yeah, 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 for sure Give it to Aurora I'm just crying, like, <laughs> I, yeah, that's all I feel like I feel like I needed, like, one of these magic items All you're getting, because I can't use magic Um <laughs> Just give her the job. Quick question, am I near any windows? Yeah, yeah There's there's windows in this library We're gonna deal with your escape plan in a second I'm doing it in my head of how I can carry this on Give me a sec Or are you really going with the jug? I don't know, I'm thinking about it But I also was like more leaning towards the staff Because it's broken, it won't kill me Can she just take her tests out? I mean, I wasn't gonna say anything My god, Jake, I love you so much She could probably fit all three in the tests (laughs) For 
first up, wait though. Don't the alarm you? is going off. I know. You need to start making a decision. Hey, Anna, when you when you edit yep. this, you need to like edit in an alarm sound over all of this. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Noted. Um, Noted. I can't remember the elevators. Do they just form, or do I need a wall? You need a blank, empty wall. Blank, empty wall. Well, then I'm gonna pick up the jug and the staff and open up a damn elevator door on a blank, empty wall. Um, <laughs> yes, the jug. How are you getting into the glass? Are you breaking the glass, or are you just gonna try to pop the glass case, like unlock it? Oh, they're in cases. Yeah. They're just sitting on things. God, <laughs> do I? Um, still take the jug. I'm, st- I'm still leaning towards the jug. Excite all of you. I won't die if I touch any of these, right? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I just have to make sure. I don't know how magic works. <laughs> um. <laughs> None of them say cursed. You're good. Unknown is the mirror. That is true. Unknown magical nature. That is true. Um. I, it is probably the most dangerous of the three objects. I'm well, yeah, you break that bad boy, you get seven years bad luck. That's pretty <laughs> well, dangerous. That's the mirror. If I break, you know, fuck it, I'm just going to break the damn glass because it's like... All right, um... Because I'm like, I, I, the alarm's been going off. The dude uh, wasn't roll, that far down Roll the athletics. <laughs> athletics. I actually have a seven on that. Yay. That was scary. 17 All right, you're good. You smashed the glass. Seven. With your strong... Beefy arms. Beefy arms. Like the patriarchy. Yes! <laughs> and you grab um, the, the jug. Do you also go for the staff in the next case over? Yes. You, okay. Do I and also have to roll for that? You are going to... Yep, you are going to have to roll to smash the glass on that one. 18 plus 7. Yep, you smash the glass on that one. So, amazingly, it doesn't break your hand or anything. <laughs> like, you're just like... The glass is like shatters and you just like reach in and grab the item. Um... I so am movies. going to need you to roll a dexterity. I don't know if it's a saving roll, but the guard has burst in. Ah! I need to know if you make it out in time. Not you have the wall picked. Steel, you so. run to the wall and you slide your hand back. I just need to know. Do I get the throw? So it's dexterity, right? Dexterity. Honestly, wait, I did athleticism and I have strength. <laughs> I mean, they're both plus seven. You would have been fine. I know. I just. It would have been a strength roll, my bad. You're proficient in both. Eighteen plus three. Yep, and you and you as the guard busts into the library. You have staff and jug. The staff kind of tucked under one of your arms that you're holding the jug with, and you use your one free hand to slide the wall open, and you get into the test, and it closes before the guard even sees your face or knows where you have gone. You have vanished into thin air. Thank you, Jesus. Where do you open the test? Gwen is still outside the door. Does Gwen know what's going on? Probably not. Gwen hears the alarms and is probably concerned, but still waits because you told her to wait there. Oh my god, this child needs to not listen to me. (laughs) I'm a horrible influence. My mother has already said. Um, You also need to bring her back because she has to vouch that you're pointing to the museum. You open it up, just grab her, pull her. Can I do that? Oh, sorry. Because I was thinking of the wall right outside like right in front of the motorcycle. I mean, you could get out of the building, but you would be violating your contract with the Guardian's Guild if you were to suddenly pull this person that is not part of the Guardian's oh, Guild yeah, into shit, yeah. the test. I know. Can I leave stuff in this thing, though? And they just won't disappear? 
and success. Shit, I never even fucking thought of that. <laughs> I'm gonna say that might be a risk you don't want to run. God damn it. All right, um... You also noticed on the way in that there was a uh, very... that one, There was, like, a very nice um, cart parked just down the street. As you were driving in, you drove past the nice cart that's parked in front of the, the house that's next cool. door that's the dean of this college. This is so, so much trouble! Oh, 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 like stealing artifacts no, is not is big so trouble. No, this okay. is so much worse. Okay, I open it in front of the damn wall. Wait, can I shout if I if I open up here? Will Gwen see me? No, I would say that she's standing next to the door, and you're opening the wall that's on the side of the building around the staircase. Okay, I open it. I'm near the cart, though. That cart. The ca- the cart is like off uh, to the right, away from the building. And you can be running towards it as you yell at her. All right, that's what we're going to do. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, Gwen. Gwen, Gwen. Uh, Gwen looks over at you go. surprised, and you are already halfway across <laughs> the field, and you are booking it towards this very shiny red and chrome, red and chrome <laughs> cart that, that kind of looks like somebody's midlife crisis. Gwen. <laughs> and, uh, Gwen. As, and and she... she uh, jumps off of the the landing by the door and starts running moving her little dwarf legs as fast as they possibly can to try run, to catch faster, up with, child, to run. try to catch up with you and she sees that you have the two items she goes toss me something i can carry it run she's just like booking it as fast as you can you guys make it to the car roll uh, you're breaking it. the the car is locked I just hold on, hold on. Roll a insight check. Four plus two, five. <laughs> um, so do you want to break into this car? I was already thinking about that. Is the car door unlocked? Yes. Then I'm just going to open the door. I said, yes, it's locked. Oh, yes, it's locked. You said, yes, yes, it was open. No, it, it's, it's locked. Locked. Um, the whole thing's locked. All doors. You failed your insight. Roll. I know. Yeah, I'd break open. Wait, are you th- rolled a nat 20. I just did that now, but yeah, you so you break into the car. Okay. Yeah, she just rolled a nat twenty. Carefully pulls okay. it down. So you successfully are able to jimmy open as you have many time a a, a cart door and start the ignition, and you are the stuff in the back seat. The stuff is in the in the back seat. Everything is what in the car. Yes, everybody is in the car, <laughs> and you make it back to the the bar and you walk in triumphantly jug in one hand <laughs> staff in the other staff in the other I'm gonna get my ass and you place it on the table between the two men and uh, this took like 20 minutes and they <laughs> done and they shell out their 200 gold pieces and as you are getting a celebratory drink from the bar your mom leads in and goes so are you going to return your father's car later? Or... <laughs> <laughs> the warm summer air is softened by a nice evening breeze. 
Joyous laughter and conversation fill the narrow cobbled streets as people are out enjoying the nice evening, shopping and running errands. The events of last week no longer on the forefront of their minds. This is a prosperous little neighborhood, half in the arts district, half in the barista district. Shops, stalls, and restaurants are mixed in with the apartments and townhouses. This is where Aveline found a room and a large corner graystone owned by Miriam a nice older human woman who had never had any children of her own and almost immediately adopted Aveline upon meeting her. Aveline finds herself wandering the neighborhood on this pleasant summer evening. She walks along the main street when flashing lights and a large marquee of the Shaobuna uh, catches her eye. So so you walk in. Uh, what's, what's this uh, theater like? Kind of old-timey-ish. It's a little bit darker and kind of musky. When you walk in, mm-hmm. you kind of go down a set of stairs and looking straight ahead is the stage and there's lights and there's like an arch over the stage and then there's tables scattered and a bar to the right of the big room area all right and right as you you happen to walk in in the middle of a performance what is happening on stage what kind of uh performance is it what kind of basically i'm asking you what kind of theater is this it's in every kind of theater in general like i'm i feel like this when she first walks in it's more of an open mic night where like just people around town are able to get up and they like sign up to show off their craft whether it be music or poetry or things like that okay so um i would say that currently on stage is a tall and slender um elf woman with extremely long wavy auburn hair and gray eyes and smooth green skin and she has a soft, slight face, and she has kick-ass yeah. vocals. Uh, you are thoroughly impressed, and she steps off the stage, um, giving a slight curtsy um, as she heads towards the bar, and the, um, and the MC goes, Give it up to our uh, very own Adrielle! She's here most nights because she's one of our regular performers. And up next, we have Simon on the harpsichord and uh, a small um, uh, half-elf, or not half-elf, sorry, halfling um, with an instrument that's nearly the size of him walks up onto stage um, and begins a very mediocre uh, <laughs> harpsichord <laughs> number. Adriel, in the meantime, has come to the bar and has ordered her drink. And she sees you standing there. First time in, love? Oh, um, yes, I've never seen this place before. It's quite fantastic, and wow, so are you. Oh, why, why, thank you. I, I'm, I'm here. I mean, do you, do you perform? This is an open mic night. Oh, well, yes, I do dabble in it myself a bit, but, oh, I don't really have anything prepared right now. Oh, that's okay. Um, 
I, we also do um, auditions for our regular um, performance numbers. Not every night is uh, an open mic night. We also do regular dinner theater kind of performances. A lot of, do you, do you sing? Do you dance? Like, what do you do? Oh, yes. I, I do sing. I love to sing the most, but I also play the lute and the bagpipes. What, that is quite the uh, quite quite the musical arrangement there. I would you be interested in auditioning? Oh, um, well, why not? Perfect. Um, so come back tomorrow at uh, noon. That's when we're holding uh, open auditions for this next uh, season of performances. Oh wow. Wow, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Flash to next day at noon. <laughs> so you walk in, and there are um, a number of various people. You see Adriel, who is no longer wearing a performance outfit. She instead is wearing a pair of like slouchy, comfy pants and um, uh, like a sleeveless top. And she is helping coordinate the... Um, I would say, like, a couple dozen uh, people who have arrived to audition for the next season of the, the this theater. She sees you walk, walk in and gives you a wave and uh, takes down your name and gives you a number for your, for your audition. Right before you, it, there is a older dwarven gentleman who uh, finishes... Not a not a like great performance, but like pretty solid uh, opera performance. He was able to hit some notes that you were kind of surprised that his vocal range went that high. And your number is called, and you are up next. What are you um, doing for your audition? So Aveline's going to be singing. Okay, for her audition. Cool. Accompanied by lute or just singing. Um. Well, probably. Oh, it's not a lute. It's a lyre. Lyre. That's fine. Accompanied by lyre or? Um, Yeah, she needs her lyre with her. Okay. Cool. So I'm going to say, give me a performance roll. 11. 11. It's the nerves are definitely showing. So, but you do, because there's some other pretty miserable auditions, you do make it to round two. Uh, this time in round two, they are also, because this is a theater, they also want to make sure that you can dance. And so they teach you a short, simple dance, and then um, you are expected to perform this dance back. Can you uh, give me, would you say acrobatics or athletics? For dance? Acrobatics. Is there flips involved you gotta be balanced babe to dance i mean you have a higher acrobatics so Do like I? yeah i, I would. cool acrobatics it is <laughs> hopefully evelyn can dance because i can't is that a 14 <laughs> 14 <laughs> you you uh you definitely do so much better than so many many people there's like this one other person that like really like goes over the top but you just know that they're kind of a show off okay so you're just like all right and then for um the the last challenge is doing a solo performance it's like a sight reading thing so they they give you the music and you have to learn it 
and then sing it. So it's okay. just your voice, no liar. Sweet, sweet. Roll a performance. Okay. 17. <laughs> Plus five. Oh. You knock the socks off <laughs> of everybody in that in that room. Actually, there's a few other audition auditionees who, after you are done, give you a standing ovation. Oh wow! Wow, thank you. And you all all wait around, and after it's a that the final task is over, um, your different parts are handed out, and Adriel comes up to you grinning. And is like, congratulations. Oh my gosh, you did amazing. You are actually, actually you're going to be playing alongside me. We're going to be opening, we're, like we're opening the performance next week. Oh wow, I'm, I'm so honored. I'm so excited to practice and get to know you and work like this. Woo! So next, <laughs> so it is the following week. The room is packed. It's opening night. What does your show look like? Just like a medley, not a medley, like just songs. Like just songs. Okay, would give me what's the opening? What's the first song you're 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 singing? It is. <laughs> it is. It is. There is a new kind of romance. Perfect. Is the title of the first song. Roll for performance, please. Cool. I have butterflies. <laughs> Sixteen plus five. <laughs> And your show is off to a great start. The audience is hooked. Everybody is, the chatter dies down and people are focusing solely on you. And you move to the second song, or we'll say you're doing three songs. And you move on to, to the second song and there's like a bit of like a story woven through these three different, these three different songs, almost like a, a love story in three acts, as yes. it were. Yes. And and so you hit the the second the second song the the heartfelt heart, the heartfelt emotional yeah gut wrenching piece. What what is this song called? It is called wedding song. Wedding song. Wedding. Song. I'm sorry, we had a conversation <laughs> earlier on. I hate a lot of wedding songs now. Come fall in love with me. <laughs> Can you roll a performance? Six plus five. Eleven. It is a. Uh, well, it is heart wrenching and and felt. Um, you can tell that. Uh, you can tell that you and uh, Adriel are are you know just like that. You haven't been performing together too regularly a little bit. Um, and the audience doesn't like hate you because like you really crushed it in the opening. Um, sweet, sweet. But you know, there's there's a little more like some people get up to the bar to get drinks kind of thing. Um, and your your final song, the the hope, the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, you know, like it's just like very uplifting and you know, like optimistic. Sure, What's sure. what is that song? No limitations. Ooh. And can you roll a performance? <laughs> Fifteen. <laughs> and the two of you <laughs> save the show with and get and get just rounds and rounds of applause and, and people people love you and the theater decides to continue to run your show um you can add uh 500 gold pieces <laughs> to to your coffers because you have gotten a job wonderful because <laughs> i'm pretty sure you were poor, poor. Speaking of um, keeping stuff, what if that? Do I just keep the pot? 
I assumed that you like left it as a trophy at, at the, the bar. At the just bar. making a note. <laughs> the, the, the pot and, and the staff. Yeah, no, the yeah. staff's broken. I just have to have you look at it later. Um, that look was to Tanya because she's the magical person I trust. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention that that whole thing was done as Reese without her spoon and not <laughs> Aveline Rahilda. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the marquee the marquee said um I'm join crying. us for a night of romance with um with adriel and reese with outer spoon okay that was that was the title on the marquee i'm crying you're not <laughs> <laughs> i cried enough that i heard tony okay. when i grabbed her shoulder she screwed all right explosion rips through the air at the lab at the Guardian's Guild. Ren, you see the doors of the lab bend under pressure. What do you do? Um, I run over to the doors and I try to get them open. You uh, can't physically open them. What do you do to try to get them open? Like, they don't just yeah, easily yeah, yeah. come open. Are you going to do a strength yeah. test? Or are you- uh, I'm going to check my spells. I'm going to cast mending on the doors. I'm going to fix them and open them. You fix them, you and um, as you rush into the lab, surprisingly few objects are scattered around on the floor. Some objects on the counters have been knocked over, but mostly everything is still in its place. There is one of the island counters that is completely empty. Tok is sitting in a far corner of the room, having been pushed by the force of the explosion. They get up as they pull out their thin writing pad and start taking notes. Tok is clearly unhappy. You are shocked to also see uh, Artemis there, dressed in her normal flowy lilac robe and um, black leggings. She tucks her necklace back beneath her shirt as she stands up from the opposite end of the room, and she waves her wand, which is currently the shape of a pencil, and the shields around her, talk, and the lab all vanish. Well, that was an utter failure. Talk, don't take it too hard. I mean, it's not going to be perfect on the first, second, third, or twentieth try. It's going to take work. We're trying something new. And that's when she notices that you are standing in the room. Ren, what are you doing here? Uh, there was an explosion. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Everything's fine. It's a controlled experiment. At least that's what talk tells me. It's all, it's all controlled, but it's all wrong. It's not working. I don't understand. Uh, can, can I help? Uh, and they continue to scribble notes and they go back over to the, um, the empty counter space, uh, and they pull out a, um, a jar of black beads that look to be about the size of, like, a large marble. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely use a second set of eyes if you don't mind. Or a third set. Sorry, Artie, you're just, I know, I'm just here for the magic bit. And, uh, the, the two, the two of them, um, hop on, uh, those, uh, floating discs as they um, s- to kind of be up on counter level because You're short. They're, they're both short. I mean, um, I, I would imagine like I would imagine this is Tox Lab. Like, why wouldn't they just make shorter counters? Because 
Yay! You got stunned by logic. Because, uh... Okay, I'll do this in the character. Lab was... Um, hey, Tuck, um, I, like, my shop setup is kind of, like, I just made lower counters. Maybe I, I could help you, like, do a little renovation. Yeah, take that up with Corzin. He doesn't let me get any money to do things like that. He just tells me to make things. And then I try to make things, and then the things don't work, and it's just very frustrating. And uh, they are taking apart one of the... Carefully taking apart one of the beads and uh, um, dismantling it to uh, expose the inner workings. Um, Talk also... uh, sends you a disc your way. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go over to it. Um, do you, should I roll like a, um, a history check? Or like an arcana check? Um, I don't know if an arcana check. I mean, I would say that you know what this is. If you're saying that you've never been on one before. Oh, I meant, I, I, meant, I, I meant like, uh, no, like I, to, to identify these black ball things. Okay. Um, you can roll... A wisdom check. Oh, okay. Um, so that's to see to use your um, knowledge of, because it's not an arcana history so much as it. Well, it's no, new like technology. what? What's like? That's what arcana is. Okay, then I mean you can roll an arcana yeah. check then. Yeah. Uh, that's an eleven plus three fourteen. Okay, so you notice that this um, small. I guess bead would be the best word for it, is packed full of various different, um, like, circuits and things. that. So it's a, it's converting um, what you would guess is uh, force magic and is trying to contain it in a stable form and then has a, a sort of um, release uh, on it. And if you roll a wisdom uh, roll, I can let you know if you notice any of, um, like, any problems that, like, they might be having with with it. Like, what might be wrong with it. So, like, a, and like an or. insight check? Yeah. Okay. You do an insight. So, insight is plus wisdom. Um, so, that is a 13. Um, so, you notice that the first thing that you notice is that the power loop conductor material um well, it's made out of a uh, really solid, uh, like a uh, conductive material, like that's like t- typically really strong. But because it is so small, that it uh, would probably overload and become unstable. Okay, I relay that information to talk. Yeah, I just, I think, I mean, you're probably right. I've tried, I've tried and tried again to, to. Make like, but this is the best conductor that I that that I have that exists, as far as I know. Unless you know of some secret magical c- conductive material that is stronger than this, I don't. But it needs to be small. It, I just like I don't know how to fix it. I take a gold piece out of my bag, and like, and how small is this conductor? Is it like? Roughly the size of a gold piece, or am I going to have to cut this down? You're definitely going to have to cut it down. So the whole um, casement is the size of, like, a large marble. I'm going to take my dagger and, and, like, kind of try to get, like, a thick shaving off of the gold piece. So before you do that, um, talk stops you, um, and they go, I've I've tried gold. Trust me, this is, this is, this conductor's better than, than gold. Have you, have you, prob- no, have you tried mixing that conductor with gold? 
It's a it's a little thing I've been I've been messing around with in my shop. I mean, no, I haven't. We can we can give it a try. But I don't need your your gold piece. I actually have some really high quality uh, gold material. And they um, zoom over to one of the tall cabinets um, on the wall, and they um, get um, some some of the gold material, some of the conductor material, and they take it over to one of their machines and start the uh, mixing, um, the fusing process. While they're uh, while they're doing this, I'm like making eyes at Artie, like, oh, my gold pieces are good enough <laughs> for talk. Um, Artie rolls her eyes. So, what are you doing here anyway? What brought you by? Oh, I just, I wanted to say hi to talk. I just, I like, I like to look at other people's shops. I, I, I don't, I don't have a lot of friends living out in the, the place that I do. And I just, I thought it would be nice to, to have someone to, to bounce ideas off of. And maybe I could help them out. Yeah. So Artie now feels guilty as shit. Um, how, how have you, have you been, how are you adjusting to, uh, guild, guild life? Oh, it's neat. Uh, did, did I show you? I got a tattoo like you. Oh, um, also, oh. I got, like, um, in the, the like, the random uh, giving out whatever thing, I got a dumb feather. Yeah, check it out. It's, um, yeah, I can make a tree with it um, once. And that's, that's, that's it. Is he talking about the tree ring? Oh, no. I, oh, I'm getting it confused with another dumb magical item, I think. <laughs> This one probably like make, it makes me fly, maybe, or, or maybe I can my, maybe I can evolve my Spiro with it. Um, Artemis kind of shoots you, uh, rolls her eyes and shoots you like a warning glance. You know, I don't really appreciate you not um, respecting Margot. She's a very good friend of mine, and... Oh, I, I respect uh, the heck out of Margot. I just don't respect this dumb feather. I mean, I guess you could just, like, throw it away if you don't want it. I oh, no, I, I'll keep the me. special feather. <laughs> Since it's so important to you, Artie. So, at this point, Talk has finished uh, mixing the two. <coughs> Hold on. I'm going to wait because we're all on the same Sorry. channel. Talk has finished mixing the two conductive materials, and um, they are rewiring the, um, the, the uh, bead with the, the new um, conductive material. All right. So, that should... Uh, that should that should do it. Um, I guess let's let's give it a go. Um, Artemis, could you please put up a your protective spell? Um, and Artemis um, pulls out her wand and um, casts shield, and shield protects her and you and uh, talk and I'm gonna I'm uh, gonna all the miscellaneous pop out my shield stuff. anyway. Talk hands the the bead to you. And, okay, all you have to do is just set it on the table. And uh, they hand it to you. Set it on the table and roll a d20. Okay. Um, Andrin... <laughs> um, Andrin starts to slowly raise it to his mouth. <laughs> and he's, he, and he's kind of like, um, he's kind of like looking at, at, at Artie to see if she's going to laugh. Um, and then when she doesn't, he like he he starts he puts it on the table. Oh, I, do I get to add anything to this? Nope. 
Oh, no. Uh, I rolled a four. Yeah, as soon as the uh, bead touches the table, the, uh, just a giant force explosion emanates from the bead as the bead is utterly destroyed and the three of you go flying uh, backwards, uh, much into similar positions as you found both uh, Talk and Artie to begin with. Well, so talk pretty cool I, bead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the idea is that I, I'm trying to create something that can can hold up to uh, 150 G's of force, so that uh, that someone might be able to use it uh, to pr- protect protect themselves against enemies. So basically, you're supposed to be able to put it on a table without it exploding. That's the hope. Is that you can throw it and it explodes, but it's safe enough that you can, you know, maybe wear it as a jewelry item. And um, so it's incognito. And then, you know, you can just bump it against things and it doesn't go boom. That's the idea. Okay, well, the, 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 gold, the gold thing was clearly a bust, but let's... So can you roll... Um, as you are now glancing around this um, this workshop, looking for uh, possibly something else, can you roll um, in? Uh, I mean, I guess it would be like investigation. Yeah, I guess it would be an investigation roll. But um, so maybe because I think it would be like two. I think it would be an investigation roll, but then it would also be like. Because it's kind of just like an intelligence, like it's a problem-solving thing as well. Well, in- investigation is an intelligence roll. Okay, then I guess roll an investigation okay. roll. 18 plus 4. That's a 22. All right. Um, with that, you notice um, a, a material that you wouldn't normally think of adding, but because you know that basically... That you know that the the conductor is overloading with and like fizzle and like fizzling out. Um, you notice that there is a box of Syntec that has been pulled out onto one of the counters. What um, what is it? Syntec. Syntec. Yep. Is it? Um, Syntec is an technology for sinning. Like S Y N T I C. Okay. Syntec. <clears throat> Um, and you notice that this is, um, a, uh, a material that typically helps, um, absorb. It's a non-conductive material, but it's, um, really good uh, at, um, absorbing and kind of storing power. Um, and so you, so you notice, you notice that. So Artie, like, are you still doing the art thing? <laughs> I love this subject change. I truly do. No, I, I, I say. Um, Artie pick- picks herself. Hold on. <laughs> Artie picks herself off the floor, um, and waves her wand in the the wall, the shield of um, the shield of force that she cast earlier uh, disappears from everything again. And uh, yeah, um, I mean, just. I've been a little preoccupied. I'm still, of course, doing the art thing. I never stopped doing the art thing, but I'm not currently working on on anything in, in particular. Why? 
Oh, just making small talk. Hey, talk. Um, have you tried the Syntec? <laughs> the Syntec? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I tried adding it into the uh, the, the bead, but it, it makes the... The, con- the it makes the conductor like it doesn't create as, as much force because it's like dampening like it's around the conductor so but when you go, when you go to it makes it more stable when you go to smash it the the conductor isn't isn't connecting as well with the rest of of of, of, of the circuit and and it's not and then they stop and look at you as what if you did it like in parallel with the conductor like a like a capacitor. And as you say that, they came to the same conclusion, and they were like, "Of of course." And they um, take apart one of the other uh, unused beads from the jar, and they finish setting it up using the syntec as whatever the word it was that you just said. Because I know capacitor. things. Capacitor. What's a capacitor do? Um, it fluxes. Yeah, it fluxes. <laughs> no, it kind of it kind of stores energy. It did exactly what you what you said. Syntec does. Okay, so um, they so uh, so were you like imposing that like combining the the two materials into like one material? No, I was saying to like run them in parallel on the circuit because that's a. I think I'm pretty sure that. Boy, has it been a long time since I took an electronics class, but I'm pretty sure if you run a, a capacitor in parallel, like, through a circuit, then it kind of uh-huh. cleans out the signal. Oh, cool. Well, so they do that because I have a degree in film and video production and not in any of that, so well, we're going to say you're the most qualified person here to make that kind of call. Um, <laughs> talk does that, and uh, Artie cast her sh- her force shield spell one more time um and talk uh hands you the the beat again all right just set it on the table all right uh and and uh ren does that Did i rolled uh, 20 again nope you don't need to roll again okay. and nothing happens and talk goes uh pick it up and set it on the table a little harder I, uh, I pick it up and then I drop it from like six inches. And nothing happens. Okay, now. Oh, hey, uh, Artie, uh, now, would, now would be a good time for the shield spell, I guess. Or did you already do it? Did I miss that? Yeah, she already did that. <laughs> the, the, she did that before any of this started. Uh, uh, can you pick it up and um, throw it hard at the ground? Um, I. I Andrew isn't going to, like, throw it, like, right at his feet. He's going to kind of throw it across the room. No, like, throw it a a bit away. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you do that, and the bead explodes upon impact, and uh, a force of of, um, energy uh, is sent out, knocking you all backwards, but you're all safe because of the shield spell. Talk jumps up excitedly, uh, like notepad in hand. Perfect, perfect. Final. Thank you so much for helping out, Ren. I don't know. I don't know if I would have been able to solve that one on my own. This is this is perfect. Now I just gotta slowly increase the force, and I can. But I think I got it. I think I think this will work. Neat. Uh, do you want a feather? 
Hey, so this is Anna, your dungeon master and all-around cheerful-ish person. Um, I hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast episode. I super, super, super loved uh, this. This is probably my favorite one that we have done so far. Um, I liked following everybody on their own little story arcs. So uh, expect more of those in the future. But um, we're about to jump back into it and really dig into some more uh, plot story team togetherness. Um, so yeah, I've kind of decided on a release schedule. Um, I'm probably going to try my damnedest to release them, um, the first Friday of every month. So yep, here's to that. We're recording in a couple of weeks and it's been a hot second since we've played. So we'll see how that goes, but you won't find out until July. Um, all right. Well, um, I think that's it. Oh, you can... Follow us on Twitter at Mythic Mishaps. Um, I'm not sure if kids are still tweeting nowadays. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I'm on the Twitters, so that is where we we are because it's about all I have. I think we have a Tumblr too. And again, don't know if the youths are still tumbling. Um, so. Yep, but that's what we have. We have a Tumblr and a Twitter, so feel free to give us a follow. Feel free to um, share if, if you enjoy this podcast with your friends, your family, your closest loved ones, and most importantly, your enemies, um, so that way they know what you're listening to. Anyway, um, I think that's about it. Um, I hope you're having a great uh, day, week, year, month, I don't know whenever you're listening to this. Um, yeah. All right. Bye.